Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. Prepare to be transformed by God's undiluted word. I fell into an embarrassing situation some time ago. And so when I fell into, the, no, this was now years ago. When I fell into that situation, I began to lament. I said, God, why did you let this happen to me? He said, I told you. And it's the truth. Look, when I was going to take that final, that final move that led me to that catastrophe, I felt a tug here in my heart saying, no, 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 don't do it. No, I could feel it. Do you, do you know that feeling? That feeling of mm, like something's pulling you. No. But I still went ahead and I did it. And then I got into trouble and lamented. Why am I lamenting? He told me. He told me clearly not to do it. And so he tells us, he speaks to, he's such a loving father, he's such a good shepherd. He leads us to the right thing. He tells us what to do. Amen. So uh, sometimes, why do, we, why, do we, why do we say, okay, we're not going to do what, he's going to, what he tells us to do? Because um, sometimes we feel we are wise. We feel we know. We feel we are wise. We are, it's like, you're, like that scripture says, you are wise in your own sight. You're wise. You think you're wise. I think it's Proverbs 26 and verse 12. Now it says the, 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 there's this person that says that I am wise in my own sight. And said, a fool is better than him. A fool is better off than someone that thinks he's wise in his own sight. Sometimes we think we know. Oh, I've, do, I've been doing this for years. I know, I know the ropes. I, I know how to do it. We think we feel we are wise. But Proverbs 3 and verse 5, it says, Trust the Lord with all your heart. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust the Lord with all, with the whole of your heart. It says, lean not, lean, don't lean on your own understanding. Your understanding will fail you. Your wisdom will fail you. What you think you know will fail you. It says, lean not onto your own understanding. Then it says on in verse 6, it says, in all your ways. Did it say some of your ways? On all. Don't think you know. Don't think I've done it before. This is how they do it. This is how it is done. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Find out what are you saying about this. What are you saying? How do I handle this son that is going wayward? Don't think it is the beat. I'll beat him until his senses are correct. No, there's a way to deal with that child. Let the Lord lead you. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he says, what? When you acknowledge him, what will he do? He will direct your paths. It's a promise. You just acknowledge him. Acknowledge him and he will direct you. He will direct your paths because he knows the way. He will direct you. If you look at, I think it's this, let's just go there. Um, Second Samuel um, chapter 5. We'll see David here acknowledging the Lord. Second Samuel. Second Samuel chapter 5. Now, the Philistines attacked Israel, and we'll see David here asking the Lord. In verse 19, and David inquired of the Lord. When the Philistines came against them, he inquired. You might want to underline that in your Bible. David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go up to the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto David, go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. And so we'll see David. David went up and God delivered the Philistines into his hand. And shortly after, let's see what happens shortly after. In verse 22 of the same chapter. And the Philistines came up yet again. They came a second time and spread themselves in the valley of Rapha. 
And David didn't say, okay, I know what to do. I don't need to ask the Lord again. I just asked the Lord some weeks ago. I don't need to ask him again. I'll just go on and attack them. What did David do the second time in verse 23? And David did what? Enquired of the Lord. He asked again. We should keep on asking. Don't assume. So he asked again. He said, um, David inquired of the Lord. He said, thou shalt not go up. This is God speaking now. He said, don't go up. He could have gone up if he did not ask. Don't go up, but fetch a compass behind them. That is, encircle them from behind and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. God now gave him a strategy. He said, this is the strategy. This is how you win this time. How you won that last time does not mean you're going to win the same way this time. That's why we need to ask. It might be a different strategy. In fact, for age-long challenges, if you've had age-long challenges, you need to ask God again, what's the strategy this time? Don't think you know how to do it. If you're on a, on a, on a, it's, it's a, it's a challenge that's been there for years, ask God, how do I handle this particular thing? Don't assume that you know how. And that's what David did. He asked a second time, and God gave him a strategy, and was able to fight against the enemies and win with the strategy that God gave him. So there's a need for us to always, uh, don't feel wise in your own eyes. Don't feel I know. Go back to God and ask. And then sometimes, going to the next point, the, the, the reason why we, some, the sheep don't follow sometimes is because they are blurred signals, blood signals. Not on God's end, but on your own end. Their blood signals. Sometimes when maybe someone's heart is full of worry, cares, bitterness, anger, envy, strife, jealousy. Those things clog up the heart and you can't hear properly. Now God is speaking clearly. He's talking directly. But you are not hearing because your heart is encumbered with a lot of things. And so there's a need for you to get rid of all those things that might want to block block you from hearing, from, from catching the signal properly. So sometimes that happens that all those things clog up the heart and the, the signal is not clear. But God keeps on speaking. And like I said from the onset that we are designed to know God's voice. We are designed to differentiate God's voice. We are designed to say, yeah, that's my father speaking. That is my shepherd speaking. I know the voice of my shepherd. Uh, a pastor friend was telling me this. She said she went to a farm and so when she got to the farm, um, the, the farmer or the shepherd owning, that, owning that, um, that, that fold told them, you go ahead, I need to do some things first of all, I'll come and meet you. So she went with a friend and they went to the ship while the farmer went to do some other things. So they said they got there and they were speaking. They're just discussing, oh, so many sheep, they're counting the sheep. They said as they talked, this sheep did not even move their heads. They just kept on eating. They did not even, they did not even exist. <laughs> you know, the sheep didn't even behave that there was anybody there. They said, ah, why aren't they even behaving as if there's somebody here? Said the sheep didn't look at them at all. Aha, uh -huh, but the, the shepherd now came. He said immediately, she said immediately the farmer came, the shepherd came. That you need to see the sheep, you need to see the sheep. They came around him and it's like they are rejoicing. Oh, our shepherd is here. Our shepherd said, ah. Being a pastor, she said, this is what Jesus was teaching in John 10, 10. My sheep know my voice. Once the shepherd came, they came around him. All the sheep, they came around him. They said, yes, this is the person that takes care of us. This is the person that owns us. This is the person that we know. They know the voice of their shepherd. They know the voice of their shepherd. And in verse 5, that brings us to verse 5 now. It says in verse 5, and a stranger will they not follow. They will not follow the stranger. But will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. They know not the voice of strangers. 
So they would not follow the voice of strangers. That's why they did not even pay attention to them. We don't know the voice of strangers. We know the voice of our shepherd. You can always decipher between the voice of your shepherd and the voice of, your, of the stranger. And I don't want you to become confused in life and say, I don't know how God speaks to me. Of course, it gets better by the day. We'll come to that. It gets better by the day. But basically, you know his voice. And you can go back to the scripture and say, Lord, according to the scriptures, I know your voice. And I do not listen to the voice of strangers. You can stand on that scripture and believe that the Lord will lead you with his voice. Amen. Because we'll come to points in life that, that there will be myriads of decisions to make. And you would need to make a decision. You need to choose this or choose that. And you need, the voice of your, you need to hear the voice of your shepherd clearly. You need to hear the voice of your shepherd clearly. So, um, expertise at hearing actually comes from exercise. Let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews 5. And we'll read from verse 14. Hebrews 5 and verse 14. It says in Hebrews 5, 14, it says, But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those, even those who by reason of use, and I want you to underscore that, highlight that in your Bible, even those who by reason, reason of use, underline that, have their senses exercised to discern both, both good and evil. It says by reason of use, by exercise, by practice, you can begin to discern good and bad, right or wrong, which way to turn. And you can also apply that to God's voice. You begin to discern, okay, this is what he wants me to do. He doesn't want me to do that. He doesn't want me to go that way. He doesn't want me to take that turn. This is what he wants me to do because we are trained to know right from wrong. They say in German, Übung macht den Meister. You know that saying. It's practice that makes the, the master. With practice, with exercise, you, you do it until you are so, it's so easy. So it will get to a point where you hear, you, there's no, you, you can't doubt that it's God speaking. You're so used to his voice. But there's a need for us to fellowship with him on a daily basis. Take out time to know him. Take out time to study his word. So important that you're always studying his word. So when, something, when, when you hear something and it doesn't line up with God's, God's word, you know, mm, this, is not my, this is not my shepherd. My shepherd doesn't speak this way. This is not the language that we speak. We don't speak this language. This is the language of the shepherd. You know the language of the shepherd because you're so used to the shepherd. You will be able to say that this is my shepherd. This is how he speaks. But like I said, it's by practice. We will learn from experience. We, it's, by, it's like you learn the ropes. You know what to do by exercise, by doing it over time. One version says that um, we are trained by practice. We are trained by practice to know the difference between good and evil. We are trained to know right from wrong. It's training. It comes by training. So this morning, I'm going to round up on the story of Samuel. On the story of Samuel. And I want to encourage every single one. When you get back home, please read 1 Samuel chapter 3. Just read the whole chapter. 1 Samuel 3. So this young man, this young man Samuel... Uh, began to serve in the house of the Lord as a little child. Maybe I should just, I'll just open to it. And you could also open, it to, open to it there for Samuel 3 because I'm just going to pick and choose some verses there for Samuel 3 as we round off this, this morning. Or is it afternoon? It's afternoon. For Samuel 3. All right. It says in verse 1 that, um, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. That means that the word of God was cursed. Nobody was, it was a period where there was, no one was really paying attention to God, and so the word of God was cursed. And in verse 7, if you jump down to verse 7, it says that, Now Samuel did not yet know the, the Lord, 
he did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. So this boy was ministering in the temple, but he didn't know God. He hadn't heard God's voice at all. And you know the story. We all, especially our um, junior church teachers, I'm sure you've taught it many times to the children. And so God calls Samuel in the midst of this. God calls Samuel. And because he didn't know the voice of the Lord, he ran to Eli, the, the, the priest, and said, you called me. And the priest said, no, I didn't call you. Go back. I didn't call you. And so this happens like three times. And the third time, it comes back to Eli. Um, and Eli said, no, I didn't call you. That was the third time. I didn't call you. Then Eli, because he had worked with God, he knew God. Like I said, you know the language of God. He knew the language of God. And said, when you hear that voice again, tell him, speak, Lord, your servant heareth. And so this young man goes back, and then God called again, and uh, he said, speak, Lord, your servant heareth. And God spoke to him and gave him some warning for Eli and began to speak with him. One thing that amazes me here is that, you know what? It just occurred to me that, you know what? God would have kept on calling until he heard, until he knew that it's him. If, he, if God had to do that 15 times, he would have kept on saying, Samuel, Samuel, you are going to get that it's me. Sam, this was the first introduction to God. Samuel, 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 Samuel. And he would have kept on doing that. Because when he's trying to pass on information to us, he loves us so much. He's doing it out of love. So if he, sees a, sorry, if he sees a ditch ahead of you, if he sees a ditch ahead of you, and you're going towards the ditch, you'll keep on calling. He will begin to say the language that you understand. He will wave his hands. He will do everything to make sure you don't fall. That is how loving a father we have. So he kept on calling he didn't say, okay, this boy is not here today. I'll try tomorrow. No, he said, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel, you have to hear me. Samuel, I have something to say. And it wasn't, more, it wasn't really about the message for Eli. It was more because he wanted to build fellowship, build fellowship with this young man that was serving in the temple. Like I said, he's a God that loves people and he loves to speak with his people. So he was beginning to build a fellowship with this young man and he kept on calling him. And so we'll see. Let's just go on to verse, um, verse 19. 1 Samuel 3 and verse 19. And it says there, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did let none of his words fall to the ground. And you're wondering, in verse 7, it, it said in verse 7 that the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. He did not yet know God's voice. But here, he had come to the point where he knew God so much, he knew God so well, he knew God's voice so well, that every word he spoke was fulfilled because he was hearing clearly. He had come to that point. And one thing I reckon is that after that experience with God, when he heard God's voice for the first time, Samuel began to pay more attention. He would say, maybe he will call me again today. So the man is listening. That's what I reckon. That he would say, maybe, maybe he will call me again today. Maybe he will speak to me. And because he was listening, because he was paying attention, God began to speak to him. I want to encourage every single one. Begin to pay attention to his voice. Watch out for his voice. Maybe he's talking. Maybe he wants to say something about this. Maybe he wants to tell me something about my daughter. Maybe, I, okay, I just want to even just hear him, just hear his voice, just to hear that sweet voice. Samuel began to listen intently. He was listening intently to God and saying, I just want to hear that voice again, that voice that called me the first time. And because he was, he was listening, God began to speak. God began to speak to him. God began to speak to him. And as he paid attention, he became so acquainted with God's word such that when God, heard, when God spoke, he heard God clearly and he told the people. And there were times because he knew God's language, he spoke. 
And God said, yes, that's the language I speak. I say amen to that. So whichever way, whether he was the one speaking or it was God speaking, his words did not fall to the ground because he knew God so well. He had become so acquainted with God. And you know what? We can get to that point where we are so acquainted with him. We know the voice of the shepherd. We know the language of the master. We know he doesn't speak broken English. He speaks good English. That's just by the way. I'm just saying that the language, it could be anything, German, Yoruba, whatever. But we know that he speaks pure. We, we understand the language. We know the texture of his voice. We know the, the tone of his voice. We know the sweetness in his voice. That when he speaks, we hear I want to beg every single one, every member of the Stone Church, let's get to know our God. Let's get to know his voice. Spend, always take out the time, and that's what we've been doing. After, I mean, on Fridays, we'll sit down, after the worship, after the prayers, and we'll just listen. We're training ourselves. We're training ourselves to hear. We're training ourselves to listen. And I want you to begin to do that at home. After you've done all your praying and all that, sit down, be still. Where are you rushing to? Sit down, be still, and just listen. And just hear that sweet voice, that sweet voice. Even if it's I love you that he says, oh, that makes your day, isn't it? When God tells you in the morning, I love you. And it could be an instruction. It could be a correction. No, you don't do that. You're my daughter, you don't do that. It could be a correction. And it, but let's take out the time to listen. Let's take out the time to listen. As Samuel listened, the voice of God became, to, became clearer to him. And so God began to speak to him. Do you remember when he was going to choose Eliab? When he was going to choose um, Saul, the king, he went before, he went, he went to, to, to the house of, of, of um, thank you very much. He went to the house of Jesse. He went to the house of Jesse and was going to choose the next king after Saul. He was going to choose the next king after Saul. And Eliab, the firstborn of Jesse, stepped forth. He stepped forth. And when he saw Eliab, you know what? He thought, oh, this must be him. Oh, this must be the king because he saw the man tall and strong with all the muscles, with all the five pack and said, oh, yes, this is him. This is the king. Why? He was referring to his past experience. Saul was also very tall. Saul was the tallest in Israel then. He said, okay, this is another tall man. This must be the king. And he heard God's voice. That's why we need to hear God's voice so they don't make a mistake. Then God said, mm -mm, I have rejected him. This is not the king. And the second, third, and they all came until they said, where's, is, where's, the, where's David? Or where's the last born? Then they sent for David. And he got the king. Because he was trained. When, God, when he made a mistake, God corrected him so forth. He said, no, mm -mm, that's, not, that's not the king. And he was able to correct himself and choose the right king for Israel. You know what? Our lives will be easier. You will enjoy life. You will, you will, when people are struggling, you will know the way. If you get to know his voice, if you are used to his voice, if you take out the time already to walk with him, hearing him will not be a difficulty. It will just be normal. Like, you, like a husband speaks to you every morning, you will hear God's voice clearly. And that's where I want every single person. That's where I'm, in, I'm inviting everybody, including myself, to that point where we hear his voice so clearly, where we, we know the voice of our shepherd where we are so much in love with him and is, of course he's in love with us and we have this fellowship because he's the good shepherd. He's the shepherd of the sheep. He's the shepherd who speaks. He's the shepherd who leads. He's the shepherd who loves. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet this morning and just begin to love the Lord. Come on, begin to love the Lord. Begin to love the Lord. Begin to love the Lord. Lord, we love you this morning. Just express your love. Express your love. Come on, pour out your love on him this morning. He's a good shepherd. He paid the price in full. He paid the price in full. Tell him this morning that his words are so precious. We treat his words as precious. Father, we thank you because you talk to us. 
We thank you because you speak to us. We thank you because you love us. We thank you because you lead us. Your words are so precious. Your words are so good. We just appreciate and we love you this morning. We exalt your majesty. We exalt you, King of glory. We exalt you, King of glory. We exalt you, King of glory. Come on, worship. Worship him. Worship him. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship Thank you for listening to this message. Please hit the subscribe button to be notified of new episodes. For questions, please send an email to Pastor Mo at thestonechurchberlin.com. God bless you.